Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. <clears throat> Welcome. Episode 128. Here we are again for another great episode at Jump Street with uh, what I think is one of the most underrated skaters in our community. Very often you... overlooked. He's been here forever. He is like, every time I see moves of this guy, I'm just like, wow, this guy's incredible. So I'm so happy to have him on the show. Um, I've actually met him many, many years ago. He's uh, he's like a young OG out here, but I'm stoked to uh, I'm very stoked to talk with him on this episode and stoked to have him on. But first, before we do anything, I have to do my spiel, as you all know, and maybe some of you don't might be your first time hearing it. But if you are joining us, please like us on all of our social media platforms. Uh, go to our Facebook, give us a like, go to our YouTube, hit the notification bell and the subscribe button or the subscribe button and the notification bell. So you get a notification when we have an episode going live and you can join us comment be a part of it we have an itunes if you like what you're hearing you can give us a five-star rating you can give us a review it's very helpful for us and all that and also if you want to help even further we have a patreon you can be a patreon for as little as three dollars a month and when you become a patreon you get exclusive content to our uh, inside outs those are our trick tips we do section reviews with our guys we have other things that we've been doing that we're trying to work on and and bring back to light like flashbacks and all these other things but um yeah and you also get to become a uh involved in the free drawing every month we do a free drawing for our patrons and you get to get something from our online store for free and uh yeah speaking of we, we we're doing our online drawing today right yeah so we are a little behind we apologize for that but we have everybody's name here for the month of uh, months of April and May. So let's get into this real quick. First one we have here is from um, April. So my camera is blocking the button to do it. Oh, here it is. Boom. So this is for the month of April. Oh, Narang Mai. <laughs> the homie Narang Mai from Staten Island. That's oh, nice. what's up. He's bought some some <laughs> uh, Jump Street stuff of his own. So now he can add something else to the collection um congrats in the wrong and we're gonna do one more this was for the month of may so we're gonna have two winners today in this episode bobby white so the two winners narang mai and bobby white thank you both so much for supporting the show and um i want to give a shout out to our new patreon members for this week alexander ablola kevin and nathan chase thank you all for supporting the show um you know those people get to win we have a bunch of new jump street gear as well we have you know, new shirts out, new tank tops, um, a new five panel hat. So anyone to try to look fresh for the summer, we got you. Go to jumpstreetpodcast.com slash store. There's a link also in the video description to check it out um, because, you know, everyone likes to look fresh and have new gear for the summer. So give it a shot in the wrong and Bobby will have a shot at uh, getting one of whatever they want. So we'll reach out to you and let you know. Thank you, everybody else, for supporting the show as well. And we have a WTF. Of the week also from hang on real quick before we get into that yep i need to get some of this gear man. i just thought of that now as i was saying that i'm like oh shit i didn't send any to billy <laughs> yo we need, we need this i need a tank top man it's summertime yeah it's, it's hot now how is it in uh, yeah. la now it's, in Long Beach. it's, it's, warm. it's gonna be like 90 yeah, tomorrow in new york so definitely tank top weather these days um and yeah does... i'll be in town soon oh speaking of Everyone's oh, yeah. watching. Um, June 25th, there's going to be a small skate contest and a memorial for our dear friend E Money, uh, Eric Aguirre from New York City, who uh, passed a few years ago. But um, yeah, 
So if you're in town, come to the event. It's on uh, 181st Street where the BPSO was held, and it's June 25th. It's going to be a good time. Come hang out. There's going to be food. It's going to be uh, some people are sponsoring the event. Uh, Mesmer sponsoring the event as well. So going to be some gear out there, some hats, some giveaways. So come down and check it out. Awesome. I am going to be there as well. Um, so, yeah, our WTF this week comes to us from Robert Hinkle with um, uh, uh, what? <laughs> uh, so for people listening, it's like a Macchio, but the back foot, instead of a Mizu, it just keeps whipping around to like a negative top side. So it's like an open book, but one's top side, one's. One's negative, one's soul. I don't know what's going on here. If you have a name for this, drop it in the comments below because I've never seen anyone else do this before. The Mickey Mouse stub soul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's wild. Um, yeah, shout out Robert Finkel for this week's WTF. Um, we also want to give a shout out to our sponsor for this episode, Blank, who's coming out with the new uh, Sean Keen Pro Model Skate. It's going to be available again if you missed the first batch that was out from the beta batch. is going to be out again July, so next month if you are interested in checking out the skate. I highly recommend it. It's an awesome skate. I've been riding it for a while as well. Um, Kyle Sola helped design the skate as well with Rollerblade to put this together. Um, I know they made a bunch of improvements over the last few months from feedback from all you guys who tried it already before. So it's going to be new and improved. The Sean Keen Pro Model Blank Skate going to be available in shops next month check it out at blank rolling products on instagram and blank rolling products.com thank you for sponsoring this episode boom very cool and before we bring it on with our guests we can't continue without talking about rollerblades only current supplement brand jump supplements check it out oh, me yeah. and Billy got jump supplements full line of um, supplements that every skater can benefit from. We have the full spectrum hemp extract CBD oil, ultra joint flex supplement to promote joint health and maintain mobility. We have a multivitamin with energizing B vitamins, immunity support, and antioxidants. We have platinum turmeric to support joint and muscle health. And finally, we have the krill oil to support joint, brain, and heart health. Um, we still have the 10% off promotion code going on with code 10 off. We have a bunch of bundles. If you want to get multiple, you save on bundles. We can save up to 30% for you. Free domestic shipping within the U.S. And we ship internationally to the U.K., Canada, Australia, and Italy. Check out jumpsubs.com. Get your body feeling right. Get your body feeling great. We want to be skating, doing this stuff for as long as possible. So here are some supplements we are offering to help us do that. Take care of our joints, bones, muscles, all that stuff, and keep us healthy. <clears throat> Dude, I was going to say, um, yeah. The uh, I've been using that a lot, and it's been uh, the tumor turmeric. Turmeric is like is it turmeric or turmeric? I don't know. Leave it in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I I usually say turmeric, but other people say turmeric. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Anyway, that's uh, that's like a huge every morning part of my life now. Um, yeah. I, I I use the pills and I use the turmeric root too, so it's it's really helpful. So I, shout I, out. It yeah, I take them every day too, and I knock on wood. I'm feeling great. <laughs> so I hope, I hope that continues. Good. Hopefully that continues. I'll, I'll keep everybody updated um, throughout the year, but I, I'm feeling great as of now. So check out jumpsubs.com. Um, should we bring it on with our guest? Are we ready for our guest today? 
I think so. I'm ready. Are you ready? I am ready. I hope our okay, guest ready. ready. I guess looks ready. He's been chilling yeah. in the green room long enough. Let's bring him out here. Everybody, please welcome our guest, Josiah Blee. Hey, man. Yeah. How you doing? Hello. Pretty good. How are you guys? Doing great. Thanks for coming on the show. This is awesome to have you on. Yeah, this is an honor. Yeah, Billy said it right with like the young OG because like I see you here now with like big scruffy beard and like the long hair but i still picture you as like this little kid killing it you know so <laughs> it, it, you are truly like how old are you anyway i'm 29 okay that's not even that young you know yeah so, i'm not too young it was I'm a lot different no definitely not it, it was a lot <laughs> different um you know like 15 years ago whatever it was when you were like a baby so yeah. <laughs> so to say <laughs> um but yeah awesome to have you on the show a, a lot of people are stoked to have you on too yeah, I'm stoked. Yeah, the, the, there was like the, the younger crew back in the day. It was like, I think it was, it was like uh, everyone kind of was in and out of it, but it was like, you know, you, uh, Trevor Talovsky was in there. Um, yeah. Sneaky. You know, Sneaky Corey, Bellino yeah, yeah. was in the mix a bit, like when he was just like really young. And um, so, so you were like part of that, like in that generation, like the younger guys, like how old were you when you started skating and how did you get so heavily involved at like such a young age? Mm, it was kind of sporadic. I feel like, cause I was born in the nineties. So like rollerblading was just all around. I feel like, and, um, my aunt brought some like recreational skates over cause my brother, one of my older brothers is, was starting to get into skating. And then she brought me skates over and I kind of just rolled around for maybe like two weeks and then kind of forgot about it until like, until I was like eight or nine, I would go to the skating rink a bit and just like skate around. Um, and then like around 11, my 11th birthday, I went to skate barn because I had just heard of that. And then it was kind of just like, it was so fascinating. I was like pretty much into like skateboarding or biking or really anything. But once I went to skateboard, I like walked into the place and I just saw like really good rollerbladers, which I had never seen ever before. And yeah, I was just so intrigued. So that was 11. How old were you when you actually started? Oh, uh, like the first time I put on skates, I was probably like five or six. Oh, damn. That's super young. Yeah. That's a record for people on this show, I think. So you went to skate barn just for a session. That wasn't like a uh, barn burner or anything like that, right? No, it was just a random session. Yeah. Yeah, because like the... Saturday or some something. Was that like the first time seeing a skate park or something? Is that what like blew it up? For no, you? it was like the first time I seen an indoor skate park that was just like it was something that you would see in a video game. You know, is right. what it reminded me of, and I was like, oh man, I was just like a little kid at. Just a candy store is what I felt like. Yeah, no, I, I, I can definitely relate. I remember going to like uh, the first time leaving the city, going to like a big skate park in Jersey, a place called Hackettstown, and just being like, wow, what is this? This is just insane. And all the older guys were out like doing things like ripping. Yeah. So I, 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 can, I can imagine. Yeah, um, yeah, I remember like the smell when I first walked in, like the first faces. <laughs> The first few faces I saw, it was really like impactful for sure. That's yeah, so, awesome. so funny you mentioned the smell. That was such like a distinct thing <laughs> back in the day. I remember like going to the skate park, like Billy said, there wasn't really any indoor skate parks like that in New York. We had to go to Jersey for them. 
And we would, I remember like coming home and I had like my pads, I would throw them in the bin downstairs in my house and it just reeked of this skate park smell. Oh, skate like park, it wasn't yeah. just, it wasn't just sweat. It was like the wood, maybe like the wood yeah. chips, the dust, yeah. like it was everything, the wax maybe, but yeah, that's funny like you mentioned that. of all of it. <laughs> you don't get that smell these days. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, it's, so, cool. it's cool to think of that. Like those like impactful moments, like just getting into it. Like what is it that like kind of hooks to you? And uh, yeah, like those early memories are, are so like in, like impactful and things that like hook you and keep you around. Um, were there like any like older skaters or like did you like meet friends there that like or saw a video that you were like, all right, this is, uh, uh, this is who I am now? Or like, did you know you had like a natural inclination for it? Because like I said, you were like one of these young guys who were ripping like in your early teens. So like, what, what, what was like the push? What was like the motivation other than like the skate park? It all happened like right on, my, okay, probably like six months after my 11th birthday, like it all happened so quick. Like I got my skate, first skate videos like right away once I went to Skate Barn, it was like VG22 and KFC3. And I think this like skate park video called SSS. And then, yeah, within like the first six months before I was even 12, Barn Burner 3 was the first rollerblade contest I ever got to see. Or like be at so i gotta watch like chris haffy do like fakey 720 kind grind on like <laughs> the rail that like i don't know everyone would skate or try to skate at the park yeah. so it was just like i was just like fully fully in it like no yeah i was so hooked even if i had never gotten good it was just like everyone was yeah it was just like a really cool thing to be around that's like a yeah. hands-on experience right there. A lot of people have their influences from magazines or skate videos and stuff like that. But to actually be young like that and go to a contest to see it firsthand, especially Barn Burner back in those days, because I never been to a Barn Burner, but they went off just like how Bitter Colds used to go off and and Eisenberg hoedowns and those super hicks and all that stuff. So to yeah. see that shit in person and to see people like in videos like within a few months after being inspired yeah, by and them. It was like awesome. all the people, it was like all the people in my first videos, like KFC three, there was like Haffy and Brian Aragon and uh, Alex Braskow. And I'm pretty sure all three of them were there. So it was just kind of crazy to like get a skate video. And then a few months later, see all, all the people at your skate park, just like shredding kind of surreal. Huh? I can see that. That makes sense. Um, and like, yeah, I, I've never been to that skate park, but I've seen like the footage and it just like went off there. It was like out of control, out of that stuff, uh, yeah, especially from those guys. We're nuts. Insane. Yeah. <laughs> it, it makes sense that actually, like, uh, I, I didn't know you grew up skating there, but it, it makes sense, uh, because of like how your skating is like, you know, like there's like a lot of like rails there and like, you're like one of like the most tech dudes ever on rails, like just like you know, impossible shit, like 360 topsole, 360 topsole, like all this. But it makes sense because like that park had like some of the most tech, uh, like outcomes of the competitions. Like it was like the first time, like a lot of these things, because it, it just seemed like a really good training ground for that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It was all set up so good. And it's just like, yeah, I feel like all the obstacles had like really good run up, like how Chris Haffey did that fakey seven kind ground. I feel like that down flat, like kind of launched him. not to say any mm -hmm. other human could do that, but like, he really got the momentum in like G forces. I feel like to really like pop, pop out farther than normal. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did that, did you um? Sorry, go ahead. No, I was saying that was a unique setup. That bank thing into the rail, like yeah. I would think that would mess you up, but I guess in certain ways it could help you out. Yeah, you would either like drop in from the very top or like baby step halfway down, depending if you're like <laughs> learning a trick or just like fully kind of going for it. Sick. Um, yeah, I could see that being like a really good training ground for like uh, learning a lot of things on street as well. Did you, um, yeah. was street like a part of your early skating or was it like a lot of the skate barn as you were young or did you start, start like getting out there? Like obviously like you have these like really young street parts. So um, was that yeah, like a part I, of it in the early days or? Yeah, like immediately I started street skating like uh uh, Shane Lapointe and Kavika and a few other older people from uh, Seattle area kind of just noticed me and like they were just like all oh, come street skating like immediately right when I was 11 and then I started like filming with them and they just kind of like they treated me yeah like I was more grown up which I always liked and they were just like yeah get me to try big rails and they're it was cool at the perfect time too. Cause you had like no fear almost when you're a little kid like that. Cause I, I can relate too because I started skating when I was eight. Everybody who I skated with was like Billy's age, like five years or so older than me. My older brother is seven years older than me. So like everybody yeah. was, they're more experienced. They're bigger than me. They're all hating rails and shit. And I'm like eight years old, little tiny. I still had brakes on my skates and shit, but I was just like hucking, throwing it. And like looking yeah. back at it, I'm like, that shit is fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah. You have no fear. Cause you haven't fallen or like, yeah, there's many reasons why you have no fear. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you skating street, having no fear. And along the way, you're like traveling to California. You got picked up pretty early by, by Rems. I think was it Kato that, that found you earlier. And, uh, how, how did you start going on these trips so young? Because I think I remember meeting you, I don't know if it was at the Esco house, but it was around the Esco days and you were pretty, pretty, pretty young. Um, so how did you start like being like, okay, I'm going to start traveling for this. I'm going to start, uh, doing this. I'm get you're getting sponsors and yeah, it started, it started really young. I think the first time I traveled to California, I was like 12 years old. I went and I actually saw you in Colin Kelso. I forget who his house, maybe like Ben Schwab's and like. I think Jeff Howard was there, but I was like 12 and I saw you guys for like 20 minutes. Me and Quinn stopped there for some odd reason. But yeah, I remember that was like the very first time I ever met you. Wow. And that was my first skate trip. I was like skating Volos then. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. 12. That's crazy. Yeah. How are you traveling so much at such a young age? Um, My mom, once she like saw that I was like super interested in and like the older people were like excited on me she was just like yeah i'll send you to california as long as it's like safe and you have like somewhere to stay and it seems legit she was pretty lenient whoa that's uh kudos to your mom because that's that's awesome that she let you do that i I, like i feel like it's hard for a 12 year old to go traveling for a parent to let their 12 year old go on a skate trip doing all this I don't know what's going on, you know, with those trips. Cause some of them yeah. get crazy. I mean, I, I don't know who, I don't know, like responsibility of the people you're going with or whatever, but they get they pretty crazy sometimes. Yeah, for sure. It, it was like, 
I always felt older than I was, but yeah, I look back on it and I was like, whoa, I was like 13, like doing like older stuff, going to, yeah, just doing what skaters do, you know, because I was with 21 year olds or 19 year olds most of the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. See, like, yeah, <clears throat> I can, in my own way, I can kind of relate to that because I feel like uh, growing up in New York, we were like always hanging out with older kids and doing what the older skaters did. Yeah. Looking back, and you and you see someone who's like thirteen now, like you know, yeah, they, like I'm, it's like wow, you're really little. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're really, really young. Yeah. yeah, it's wild. Like when you're thirteen, you don't feel young. You know, you you feel like you're an adult. Yeah. Like sometimes, yeah, but. exactly. Mm. <laughs> I, I was always like, I felt bad for people like like you, Billy, and like Franco and stuff like that for people when you got to that age when you're a teenager when i'm a teenager and you guys are like 21 22 whatever and you're like going to bars and shit i remember like all the time having to like wait outside or like i'm like nah, just go do you man like i'll just hang back or whatever because i didn't want to like hold anybody up from doing anything um were you did you have experience like that as well yeah definitely yeah yeah i remember the first time i met it was actually on the first trip that I was just talking about a second ago. I met like Corey Waikiki and like John Mersiglio. And yeah, I was 12. I think Corey was, I think he's two years or a year older than me. He was like 13 or 14. John Mersiglio was like 17 or something or maybe 18. And uh, like Yvonne and, and uh, Victor and Vinny all went to Tijuana. We were in San Diego and they went to Tijuana and me and John and Corey just like chilled in the hotel and yeah it was really fun either way it was super fun i got to hang out with like really good kid skaters and it was like the first time meeting them and i was just it was a whole new world for me mm-hmm. yeah that- the kid the, the kid skaters back then were like so sick like i said like you yeah. and like Tr- trevor and all these guys Corey. it was like wow. yeah it was uh and, and it's so see like I don't think Trevor is skating as much anymore, but uh, it's cool to see like Corey still ripping it, like you still ripping it, like yeah, Bellino's yeah. still out there ripping it. Like a lot of those younger guys are still like involved heavily in skating. Yeah, no, it's really cool to see. Was that during uh, the Hyphy days, the trip you were talking about? Because Hyphy did a good right job. right before. That was like kind of when I met, or no, I met them when I was 11. It was all around then. It was kind of in like the from like eleven to thirteen because I filmed Hyphy three when I was thirteen for like my yeah. <laughs> That's insane because well, for everyone watching now, we're gonna do a Patreon video with Josiah after this where we watch some of his sections, and one of them is gonna be the Hyphy three section when you were so you were thirteen at the time, and I feel like Vinny and Yvonne did a great job like putting little uh, younger skaters out there more because you had sections, yeah. Trevor has sections. Um, yeah, Corey had section two, um, Jake Dotson was in it all the time as well. So they did like yeah. an awesome job doing that, but they gave you like one of the highlighted little kid sections, I think too. You had the Jackson five song also, <laughs> and it was, it was like, perfect. Was that your first like full section in a video? Yeah, for sure. I remember like staying with Yvonne for like two weeks. I went out there for my 13th birthday and then I was staying with him. It was supposed to only be like nine days or two weeks. And then I got like eight clips and I was just like so young, somewhere like eight or 10 clips. And I remember looking at him and just being like, can I just stay out here and keep filming? You know, like I, I love this. This is so much fun. And then he was like, yeah, just he was down. And I think I 
I don't know if he was like fully down because I went and stayed with like other people, but he was totally down to film me. I was just like a probably an annoying little kid, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Fully like at 13, that's like a, that's like a dad role almost. You oh know? yeah. <laughs> you're like, yeah. Yeah, you you're like dude, take, can I stay? You take the kid around. You got to feed the kid. You gotta, <laughs> yeah. You got to keep the kid safe. You got to call your mom, kid, you know, all yeah. that. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's a heavy responsibility. Wow. I never thought about it that way. <laughs> that's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, around that time, I mean, because you were like, you know, in that part, like, you know, 450 railing drop rails, 270 back unit drop rails, just absolutely killing it. Uh, were you having like your first sponsors around that time already or? Uh, kinda, I was like kinda on Volo, I think. They like sent me a pair of skates and I was, I was just too young to really know about skating or the culture and they sent me skates before the company was out. And then I actually, because they're too big, I let my friend use them. And then uh, that guy knew Eric Bailey, and then he talked to him over the phone. And I think John found out and was like probably pretty bummed about that. But I was just so young and new. Yeah, I just didn't know. But I skated Volo for like three years after that. I just kept buying them, and I really liked that skate. I wasn't really sponsored though. I had I was sponsored by Skate Barn, but I don't know if you count that. Yeah. So you think like you kind of threw out your chance with Valo by doing that? I don't know if I had like a crazy chance, who knows? But like I remember I went to one of the grinding get downs when I was eleven and I was like skating Matthew Turner, I think it's called, like a sixteen stir. And then yeah, I remember him walking up to me and was like pumped. And I was like, I want to send you skates. And I gave him my address and then he sent me skates. And then, yeah, I kind of, I think I fucked it up. I was just so young. I didn't know. <laughs> I think uh, when you send in someone skates that young, like give them some advice too. Like, like what's going on, what to do with it. Yeah, know? no, for sure. Yeah. I mean, was that, so that was your first free pair of skates then? Yep. How how good did that feel though? I remember my first Paris free Paris case. That was like an awesome feeling. I'm sure Billy you're the same way too. Like that's like a huge oh, yeah. milestone in like someone's skating career to get a free pair of skates. What was it like for you? Yeah, it was like Christmas. I couldn't believe it because at the time too, it was like a new skate, so like nobody really had them. And I remember like uh, Bobby. What skate was it? It was the Volo V1. I don't remember. It oh, like, like the first first skate. Yeah, it was like uh, different patches of gray and black. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Like a TV one, probably. Yeah, I think TV one. They redid them in the later years, too. Okay, so you're talking early, early Valo. Yeah, the very, yeah, the first ones. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, um, so my bad, I interrupted you with that. I was just curious what, what skates they were in the first place. But, uh, yeah, so, um, it was, yeah, it was really exciting. It was like, it was crazy. It was surreal for sure. I didn't like, I didn't expect to yeah, get free skates or really anything from skating when I first started. Hmm. Yeah. That's like, yeah, that's pretty sick being like, uh, you know, 13 and getting free skates. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. going to school. Like I know for me, like when I was like, I was like 16, start getting like, uh, free stuff and, I was in school, like like people in high school. I was like, yeah, I'm pro. I'm a pro skater. I'm a pro skater out here, dude. 
I was like, like no one knows anything about skating, but like in my high school, I was like, I'm getting free skates and everything. Like, oh, that's Billy, the pro skater kind of guy. Like, <laughs> yeah. Did, were you, did you have like these moments in high school? Because you're so young and you're, you're traveling all over. You're having like a different experience from the kids in your grade. Like, you know, probably not leaving town much or. No, not really. I was always like super. I feel like I grew up right in the time where it was like still kind of whack to say that you're rollerblading, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I didn't really always like go around. It's not that I was embarrassed of it. It wasn't just the first thing that I stated. It was always like yeah. if someone, I would kind of let people find out um, on their own if they wanted to. Yeah. Yeah, like the Pacific Northwest and like the West Coast in general, like always had like way stronger, like I think skateboard culture, hatred toward blading than there was in the East. I mean, like you'd see it every, like every here and there, but like it really wasn't like it feels way different when uh, when you're out here. Did, did you experience yeah. much of that, like growing up, like skating like the concrete parks around like the Northwest? Because I, I feel like there's a lot more of that up there yeah definitely experienced that um you it's just like it's supposed to be a place where everyone's welcome besides rollerbladers is like kind of how it feels <laughs> yeah but um it's different nowadays and it's just kind of different when you like mm, just stop caring uh too yeah I, I agree i think i think it has changed a lot these days and just like the overall vibes, like even like people like in Long Beach who skateboarders who I was like kind of cool with, but they did, wouldn't like openly say they like blading. Like they're like yeah, liking liking things and sometimes sharing them if like the right. I'm just like, wow, this is very much different than than what it was. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. it's a, yeah. Everyone, everyone's all friends at the skate park now. I go to the skate park over here now. Like the scooter kids come on, we, we dap them down. Like the skateboarder kids come, like, oh yo, what's up, man? Yo, good seeing you again. Like, oh, that was a sick post you posted the other day. You know, it's like so weird seeing that now compared to compared to ten, twenty years ago. Yeah, no, it really is like that too. Like here, cause not all the time, but like I'll see a lot of skateboarders like at the skate park when I go there, and like, um, yeah, it's like mostly love. And like last time we were there was right before Chance of Rain. A uh, skateboarder came up to us and was like, yo, I heard there was a video premiere tonight, a rollerblade video premiere. And so that was pretty cool. Did he go? So like, um, That'd be no, cool. it was like we kept it kind of low key just because it was at our friend's house. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. 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 Small. But there's interest. Opener. Yeah. Yeah. There was interest, which is like really nice to just like hear a skateboarder even say anything he could have just you know not i think the respect yeah, totally. is also like a big part of it as well just to be like appreciating what you're doing more than just something to make fun of or just something else it's like kind of like a nuisance at the skate park or whatever it is like the respect yeah. is being huge you know like appreciating what we're doing like i hear more now than ever people like damn you i don't know how you even like stand or roll on those things you know let alone do tricks yeah. like Back in the day, it wasn't like that. It was just like all oh, hate, 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 hate. But once you're older, you respect it more. And then like it intrigues you. I mean, that's probably how everyone sparks an interest in something. Yeah, I feel not all of them, but like I feel I've, I've ran into a lot of skateboarders who like I've gotten to know them over time and they won't admit it 
at first, but then they'll like get to know me and they'll be like, yeah, I owned a pair of K2s or like I owned a pair of Solomons and I used to skate or I tried to skate. And, um, yeah, it was just different. Yeah. That's funny. People coming out like the woodworks, like, yeah, I used to skate. (laughs) Like, oh, you didn't tell me that 10 years ago when I saw you. (laughs) Yeah. No, yeah. Sure. It's so funny. We, we were skating recently, me, uh, uh, JP, and Justin Brasco, and um, some guy came over with his kid, and he was like, oh, shit, I used to skate. I'm like, yeah, everyone kind of says that. You know, they used to skate. He walks away, and we're still skating. He comes back a few minutes later. He goes, hey, yo, can I ask you something? Is K2 still around? Does Oxygen still make skates? And we're like, yo, <laughs> like, he actually does know his, his yeah, shit. Yeah, he actually skated. It, it, yeah, it was so funny, like, asking, like, two of, like, the few companies that aren't even around anymore. <laughs> yeah. It's funny people coming out here. No, it's it's, it's cool. Like you, you do see that. Like uh, like nowadays, it's 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 weird. We were uh, we went to like a DIY yesterday, and it's like a it's like a BMX DIY. You can tell like just by how it's built. It's like a little rugged and and quick and everything like that. And we walked up in there, and there was like you know like ten BMXers there, and we just go in, and it's like we had like six guys on blades, and it's like a tight spot, you know. So like maybe people yeah. come like you wouldn't really want to be too welcoming but they were all like hey what's up introducing themselves hey how you guys doing what's going on one guy was like oh you guys played that sick like you know john bellino i was like yeah yeah dude yeah we know yeah he's a sick rollerblader dude like i'm like hell yeah cool man but it's cool to see like uh that change happening because it's it feels like a long time coming and it always should have been that way and i feel like it's getting in that right direction finally yeah no that is cool. A similar thing actually happened here not too long ago. Uh, we were skating. It was raining one day, and we were skating these undercover ledges, and we had just gotten kicked out. And as we were leaving, uh, like four or five skateboarders came up, and they're like, "Oh, sick! Like, you guys are skating?" And we're like, "Yeah, rollerblading. We just got kicked out, so maybe don't like." Because they were headed right to the same ledges, and they were like, "Oh, do you know Alex Broskow?" <laughs> and it was just like cool to hear that they knew any rollerblader and. Yeah, I was pumped that they had acknowledged it at all. Yeah, I, I think it's like cool. Like usually like when you're like uh, trying to be like, oh, I'm down. Like you'll like throw out something that like it's mutually recognizable. Like I know this guy, like a show, like a, yeah. like a bit of a like even, like back, I think more back in the day, like or even older guys when they come out, if they see you skating, they're like, oh, like I even heard like we were skating on the street like a, it was weeks, like maybe a few months ago. Someone's like, oh, d- dude, Arlo Eisenberg, like he's still a guy that they throw out, like the old guys, if they so, see him skating, yeah. they like, yeah, dude, Arlo, or John Julio, he gets thrown out all the time too. Yeah. And uh, it's cool because it's like a, it's like mutual respect in, in a way, like they're showing that they kind of respect it. And they know about it or, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Just yeah. Wait till we're like, we're in the Olympics and shit. And then like, people are going to be like. You see us skating on the street, like, okay, Joe Atkinson. Like, <laughs> I would be like, oh, you're trying to be like Tony Hawk or whatever. Then be like, what, you want to be like Diaby or something like that? Like, random people calling out skaters' names and shit. Like, that probably will eventually be a thing, you know? Once skating's in the Olympics and blows up a little more, people like that becoming like a household name and shit like that. It's, it's going to be a reality eventually, I think. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I think I see skating going in, going in a good place. Uh, yeah, it's it's exciting times and everyone's doing such cool stuff. Recently, Chance of Rain Four just came out. Um, I watched that the other day; It was so good. Um, yeah, it's funny because I I wasn't really familiar with the earlier works, but it led me like down the rabbit hole of everything else. Yeah. Um, 
So what's it like been being a part of like that project and working with everyone? Because that seems like a really good crew that gets like, like a lot of good skating done. Yeah. All the, all the boys, shout out all the boys, by the way. Um, it's been amazing to be honest. Um, I think I started filming with Carter like nine years ago or something. And then he just led me to meet kind of everybody. I was skating with Sam way before, but it was like me and Sam kind of met up with Carter and JT and that slowly, yeah, just became like an every day or every weekend kind of thing is like, everyone just wants to meet up and skate and have fun. It's, it's incredible. It's like a humongous blessing. I feel like it's not as common to have a crew like that. Um, everyone's so dedicated. It reminded me of like uh, Candy, you know, like that, that, that video, the Texas video that mm -hmm. came out a few years ago. Like there's still a crews out there killing shit, looking, looking, driving around for street spots, making videos and filming and shit. It's like an awesome vibe to still have now because I feel like a lot of people now just go to the skate park and post a clip on Instagram or whatever it is. But you guys go like above and beyond to do that. Like what's the motivation for doing that as opposed to the going to the skate park crew, bringing a beer or two, you know? Hmm. I think He's hating on Sunday brunch real quick. <laughs> no, I'm not hating I'm on it at kidding. all. That's all. That's all I I'm do. I go to the skate park joking. all day. Just no beers. I'm just joking. <laughs> Uh, I think just it's so rewarding and like I think we're just been on like we're kind of all on the same mission of just like trying to film for like anything or Chance of Rain if 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 it becomes that every time we start a Chance of Rain it like we don't start it we just like are filming for a long time and then we're like yo we have a lot of footage like let's let's start yeah mm -hmm. like I don't know, working towards the next project. Yeah. It's more organic, it seems. Yeah. That's how it's a, a lot of pressure. If you like, yo, we need to make a skate video and there's a deadline and like, these are the parts or like, here's an ender, like putting, you know, like picking an ender for a person or like, you know what I'm saying? Like that can get, that's just too much pressure. So it's just fun to like, film and then whoever skated the best you kind of just like put them at the end or yeah it's cool yeah man i i completely agree like that's the kind of stuff that makes skating not fun and you got to remember like to make keep skating fun like uh, as much as you want to be productive with it you got to yeah. like remember that this thing is fun and i've seen like a difference in like when i'm filming stuff and i'm like all right let's like putting all the stress and all the pressure on myself and trying to like get like the biggest trick or whatever versus when I'm just playing with something and get and loosening up and just like toying around. Those are the, the tricks I end up like liking way more. I'm like, I Oh man, like hard. that's my stuff, you know, like versus yeah. like the stressful, scary thing, even though it's got its place. I'm not taking away from anyone who, wa who wants to do that. But just for me, that, that that's where I find like to remember to have fun. And then the good stuff comes out of it naturally without trying, you know? Exactly. No, I couldn't agree more. It's like, in the past, I used to plan out tricks or plan out, yeah, plan out tricks. And then, like, if I couldn't do them, it'd be very disappointing or I would go to the spot, like, forcing myself pretty much to do the trick until I did it or fell. And, like, nowadays, we just kind of drive around in a car and, like, if nothing catches our eye, we might drive for, like, eight hours just, like, <laughs> making jokes in the car but if someone like sees a spot they're like 
oh, that's cool. And we're not like, it's not planned. So like when we do go to a spot, it's like anything we kind of get, it's a surprise. And it's like, it's, it's really fun that way. And it's not any pressure. Yeah, it's cool. Oh, that that's cool. That keeps it really fun. Like you don't even have like a spot list. You just have like a route and then you just like yeah. drive around looking for things. Yeah. We'll go to like certain parts of the city. Like, Oh, we'll start in Soto or Ballard or yeah. And just kind of scrape around back alleys or build a spot because a lot of buildings just get destroyed here. So there's always like metal poles or cement slabs to just like make your own kind of spot. Yeah, that's a good way to keep things fresh, too. It's not like how I say going to the skate park every day. It's like a different thing every single day, a new obstacle, a new new challenge. And it's a good way to keep skating fresh. I mean, that's just street skating in general, I think, for the most part. Yeah, that's yeah. what kept us in it for so many years. I think I'd have a lot of fun at a skate park. It's just like a lot of the times the vibe is just a little off. And I fully can't like enjoy myself or feel yeah, just comfortable. And street skating, I feel really comfortable because I'm like around my best friends and no one cares if I don't land the trick and they'll be excited if I land the trick and it's like vice versa. I'll watch my friend try a trick for a few hours or 10 minutes if he lands it, you know, and it's like either way, I'm stoked. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't notice that. You know, I was going to say, I didn't notice that. I didn't, um, I don't really see you skate parks that much, even like your Instagram and stuff. Like it's all street skating shit. You don't really skate parks that often, I guess. Ever since Skate Barn kind of closed, I, I like ran, I'll skate parks like once every few months. For a while, I just completely stopped skating them. But I like, I like P-Rails, so I'll go to a, a skate park and skate like a flat bar for hours. Hmm. <laughs> Sick. Those are go to fun. the skate park, just like ignore the transition straight to the P-Rail. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Sick. Those are always fun. You can't get tired of those, though. Yeah, you can't. And my favorite. Did you grow up skating like um, P rails and stuff like that? Also, I could tell, like, because you're such a tech skater, your switch ups are on lock. I feel like people like that grew up either like skating a box at their house or like a P rail or something like that. Like Victor Arias is like that. Um, the Kelsos are like that too. Did you grow up like that as well? Yeah, I I would build P rails all the time, like uh, down ones, flat ones, fat ones, <laughs> any anything I could find, I would just slap it to a piece of wood and skate it. Dude. sick i was always envious of that shit i never had that growing up billy ne we never had that growing up we had to go straight to like the down rails to, to learn tricks so like the benches or something yeah like we that. were too lazy we were too lazy to build <laughs> we yeah. were just like oh let's go to this ledge <laughs> um it's, ledges are harder you know it makes you better skater i feel like if you just skated street the whole time because it was kind of a hard transition going from skate barn straight to like a rough ledge when i was a child I remember that. Now I, I don't really notice anything because it's, yeah, but now thinking back on it. No, it's going... true. Like, you have to, like, relearn, uh, like, when you're skating, like, maybe P-Rails or, like, quarter pipes, you have to, like, skating ledge is, like, a completely different thing. Um, so, like, Mike Johnson, and we, we grew up skating together, and Mike grew up, like, kind of skating park uh, at Malali's before he was skating street. So, like, he wasn't that good on ledges, and we used to always play skate. And he, he couldn't do fish brains on ledges because like, it's just like, you know, when you don't know how to skate ledges, like fish brains, like it's a really top, it's like the most it's top cool. side thing. Yeah. It's really hard. Like, you know what I mean? To do a fish brain on a ledge. 
um, when like, especially if you're just learning it. So I would always get him with that. I'd be like, ah, he doesn't have fish brains. And then he just kind of <laughs> ended up getting so good at fish brains on ledges because I think because, I, t- I like to take credit for that, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's, it's true. It's like, uh, it's, it's a completely different, uh, experience, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely is. And there's like different balancing points. Like I was skating a little flat ledge at the skate park the other day with Jake. And I was like, I leaned on a Royale, like the way, like a gritty ledge would hold me. And I just like slipped back immediately. Cause, uh, yeah, I was just used to skating like a rougher ledge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but going back to your other point, I actually, I actually kind of understand what you're saying about the, uh, about skate parks, because I like skate parks when they're empty. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's like, cool, you just have that. But and there's a skate park by me. Sometimes I go there like really early and it's empty. But right when people start coming, like I feel like I have to like live up to more or like represent rollerblading in some way where I got to like land more tricks instead of being in this fun place where I'm kind of tinkering around. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not sure if that's what you meant by by the vibes, but that's kind of how I, I, I relate it, you know? Yeah, that's how it's how it can be for sure. Because it. I feel like I get the vibe where it's like, oh, you're just like not welcome or it's like you're in the way sometimes. So it's like I want to maybe show that I could can grind the rail or like be comfortable and also watch out for people. So also like, yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah, but it's it's distracting, like even like, uh, man, and, you know, I love all, all, all sports, but me and my buddy were at the skate park the other day and they were like, a small park and there was like 10 skateboarders and you're trying to focus on the trick and like the boards are just crashing everywhere and like all the sounds and i was just like ah this is chaotic it's distracting yeah, it's me yeah. yeah i feel like uh i don't yeah. know if it's like a thing in, in in older age like i'm like less cool with that i'm just needing more quiet but uh <laughs> I, I feel the same way like i'm i'm liking to go to like the spots solo these days you know or just with like the group yeah. of friends it just makes the vibe so good yeah it makes it really calm yeah i was actually yeah, I was at the skate park a few days ago and Cody Clark was here and there was like it was like 20 people at the skate park and I hadn't skated around that many people at a skate park in a very long time and just like just zigzagging through everybody after like three tricks I was like oh I, I'm so over this because yeah you could just have so much fun at like a little ledge or something mm-hmm are you just not big on crowds in general? Like, co- do you skate contests at all ever? I did when I was younger, when I had like a, a little bit of a better body and like more ambition. <laughs> no, nah, I don't really care for contests. I like skating on my own time, you know? Mm-hmm. My body doesn't always feel up for it. And then like, I, I would like younger me would want to do good in a a competition like that side kicks in you know and i just wouldn't want to hurt my body Mm. yeah i thought you would destroy a street contest so easily (laughs) i feel like you could like take most street contests easy at least like top three every time Mm. thanks i don't know i don't (laughs) think so that's kind of such a modest guy (laughs) such a modest guy he skates for fun. He skates for fun. He likes yeah, skating for yeah. fun. I'm just saying, it's like it's funny how these people like there are people like that who could just like destroy everything, but just like step to the side, you know, do their own thing, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. I just don't want to like. I tried. I tried like getting on teams and all that stuff, and it was like kind of 
there wasn't too much of a reward. So that's when I, I just wanted to have fun the past few years. And it was like, no, yeah, just skate on my own time. If no one thinks I'm skating, that's okay. Like if I film a section, that's fucking cool. If I don't, it's okay. Yeah, I just, I just been wanting to have fun, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's cool. And like, it gives you like such a different experience when you're approaching it like that. And like I said, I feel like that, that natural push comes because you're, I feel like you're skating better now than, than you ever have, like stylistically and just like technically, like you've always had like those technical aspects as like you, we all saw in like the hyphy videos, like the, the tech tricks, but I feel like now it's all coming together with like your style, like you're, you're an adult and, and it's cool that you're taking like this kind of like relaxed approach to skating that's probably helping bring some of that out because it seems like you're truly having fun out there yeah yeah definitely i honestly yeah this is like the most fun i've had i don't know if it's just because like i got hurt and i'm not taking it as much for granted as i used to but not that i ever took it for granted but it's like you don't realize your body's healthy until it's hurt and then right. yeah i just been having probably the most fun i've ever had on on rollerblades the past year, like meeting up with, uh, Ian Walker. Yeah. Ian Walker. Sorry. Fuck, I'm an idiot. Ian Walker. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, just skating with Carter and everybody. It's been like insane. Like Walker has been insanely motivating to be around. And like, I've wanted to film with him ever since he came to Seattle and I don't even know a year, maybe 2015, and filmed Corey's Pro Edit. Like, just hanging out with him, it was cool. It's really cool. That's cool. I, I, lo- I love um, hearing how people, like, can skate for so long and now have the most fun they've ever been skating. You know, it's not like when they first started or whatever it is. Like, it takes 15, 20 years, and you're like, I'm still having the most fun I've ever had. Like, that's so inspiring to hear for people who are just starting out, you know? It only gets better, kind of yeah definitely yeah for me it does like my body doesn't like it as much but like yeah i'm like it's making me skate smarter it's making me exercise it makes me eat better like because i just want to skate for as long as i possibly can so yeah and i've been like i always skate p-rails so like now i just try and do p-rail type things on smaller spots and it's it's funner instead of like hucking my body like I used to try to. Yeah, it's really cool to see skating uh, mature from a place where it was a lot of like hucking and a lot of chaos in terms of like the culture with like, you know, there's always going to be like the, you know, heavy drinking and these other things, but people are realizing if they want to skate longer as they get older, you need to make those changes, the health changes or whatever, because I think most people just want to continue to skate because I think the skating thing is like the priority above all those other things. So it's like, I, you know, I could eat these cheeseburgers, but I'll start, we'll do this kale. We'll do this. We'll do the turmeric. We'll go to jumpsups.com. Shout out jumpsups.com. <laughs> no, but, um, but I think like, like people like who are getting to their like late twenties, early thirties are starting to realize they have to make those changes and, and it pays off. You know, you can see it, you know? Yeah. A hundred percent. You want to keep doing this shit forever. As long as you can. Mm-hmm. Um, you were also talking about, you mentioned uh, that you had an injury. Um, and I, I know you've had some problems with the knee. Could you get into that a little bit? What your experience has been like with that? Um, yeah. Um, when I was like 21, I hurt my knee. 
I didn't have health care at the time and I hurt my knee. And then um, I went to the hospital and they pretty much just like took x-rays and told me my bones were good. And like, I was like, yeah, I, I know that. And then they kind of like gave me the runaround. They were like, it's too swollen right now to do an MRI, which I didn't understand. So they're like, wait till the swelling goes down then come back. And then I came back and then the swelling was down and they're like, oh, you can kind of bend it and move it. I think you're good. And I was just like so young that I was like, all right, all right. So like, I didn't skate for like 11 months or something. And then my knee felt all right. I like tore my meniscus and ripped my ACL, not all the way in half, but like it ripped a good amount. So it was like pretty loose for a long time. And then I just like, I still was younger then. So I feel like my body was really resilient. And then like a year pretty much passed and I slowly started skating and like working back into it. And then, yeah, I just kept skating on it for a very long time, which I think just hurt it, like kept hurting it and hurting it until my meniscus, like, uh, I forget if it was like the lateral, I don't know, one of the parts flipped over. So it was like double the size on, uh, on the inside of my knee. So I couldn't straighten it all the way. It was like stuck in a mm. position. So they pretty much had to do surgery to get it to bend and yeah, work again. Jeez. Well, what was the recovery like with that? Um, it, it was like, I couldn't, they said I could put weight on it right away, which I was like, there's no way I can. So like after like a month, I started putting weight on it when like I iced it like insane amount. And um, yeah, I think it was like, I didn't skate for like eight months after surgery. And then just exercised a whole bunch. And then the second I kind of skated hard, my knee just blew up or like it got huge again and it felt horrible. So I kind of stopped skating for like six months and then got like uh, these PRP shots not too long ago. And that's how I've been like skating, I feel like, and just exercise. Oh man, and it's, it sounds like yeah, it's been like quite a journey. I've I've heard through the grapevine uh, that you've had these knee injuries for a while, and it's I mean it's it's tough to hear, but it's like crazy to see that you've still managed to figure out a way to make it work and like have your skating be at the level that it is, and Dang, is man. yeah, is it a bit of a challenge or is something you could see like solvable in the future, or just like do you think it's going to be always like this this thing that uh, have to deal with. Um, I go through like highs and lows of like, cause it'll feel horrible one day and I'm like, Oh, is this, sh should I not skate as hard as I am or like push it or, but I, it might be a problem forever, but I'm really just trying to exercise and like make it less of a problem as much as I possibly can. Um, but yeah, the doctors told me not to skate cause it would just speed up the process to like a knee replacement, but I don't know. I, I, I'll just let time tell and I'm, yeah, I don't want to not do yeah. what I love. And I have like, I have a good enough like passion for it where I just want to work really hard to keep doing it. Mm. Yeah. That's, a, yeah, I, I, I think if that's there, then you find the way and it, it seems to be that yeah. you are. And, uh, I, I hope I'm not like picking out a, at a sore spot. I just was curious, uh, with everything. No, I know good. a lot of people. 
who are listening have like these knee injuries and they get like discouraged. They have shoulder injuries and all kinds of things. And, you know, they're not sure if they can skate or figure out a way to make it work. So it's cool to hear that uh, mm -hmm. you're having that drive to figure out a way and, and making it work. Yeah. I think one of the biggest motivations is like when I was hurt, uh, I just started filming, like actually filming and Carter showed me a lot. So it was like, once I could kind of put skates on again and roll comfortably, I would just film all the time. And I always constantly had skates on. So even if I were to never grind again at the time is what I was thinking. I was still, I still felt like I was skating. I was still going out with all of my best friends. And I was like, yeah, it still felt like I was a part of the crew. And then once it like slowly started feeling better, I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm really going to be able to skate again. Like this is, this is crazy. Mm -hmm. And that's that, that's really that's really exciting because like like you said you don't know uh you don't know what being in bad health is until like you lose your health or you get injured or something like that happens so when you're like you're out of it and you have to, to wait these long periods and then you're able to skate again and i'm sure you just like appreciate it that much more i mean i, I know i do like when I, i've gone through my injuries like yes i can skate again and yeah yeah no i think i had a few friends also get same injuries but like what you were saying i had i wasn't like I wasn't eating right. Um, I'm six feet tall. I was a twig. I'm not like much bigger now, but I'm like 165. I was like like 135 pounds a few summers ago. Like Whoa. actually, like, it was crazy. And then so, and I didn't really realize it. I was just like constantly skating for hours and hours and hours, like working when I wasn't skating, like at, at my job. And then, so it was like a constant go and then never really eating right, drinking fluids right. Yeah, so now that's like my whole goal, just drink a gallon a day, eat three meals a day, just do things how normal humans should do. I was just like <laughs> super caught up in life and excited. Well, that's most totally. skaters, I think, because we like by, by traveling and shit like that, I, I don't do it personally, but like I know people like party a lot and, and drink a lot. And especially when we're young and on tour traveling and shit, like, well, I'll just go to McDonald's, get like double cheeseburger. And that's like what you eat for the day, yeah. you know? And now we're all older, we're a lot smarter, taking care of our bodies a lot more. We realize how important it is. It sucks that sometimes it takes an injury to realize that, but you know, whatever it takes, as long as we're on the right path, it's going to help us. Exactly. What do you um like? It seems like you took a number of, many months breaks from skating i i think you kind of talked about it but like what motivates you to stay involved in it like is it just hanging out with the guys skating like you said you learn how to film you would just go to sessions and film and be hyped on that like what was it that made you see like a light at the end of the tunnel because you go 11 months without skating that's a long time mm, just pretty much yeah just my close friends like one of my friends sam i've known him since i was six years old so it's just like, I feel like even if I quit rollerblading completely, every human I pretty much know rollerblades, not every human, but like, it'll always be there. So instead of like fighting, because at one point I was bummed when I first got hurt. I was like, oh, like it, it gets me bummed when I watch skating. But yeah, you just got to keep. You just got to keep going. I don't know how to explain it. Life goes on and you get excited again. Mm -hmm. that's cool mm -hmm. yeah that's cool I, I i could definitely relate um i had times when you know whether like the i got hit by a car took me out for like over a year and a, and a few other things that the shoulder injury took me out for like a year and a half and 
I just remember like just missing it, just being like kind of like I wouldn't say like almost lonely, like to be like because, yeah. like to to be doing like the normal routine stuff that's like not enough for like you know what you have ex- your experience in skating with like the community and like the bond, like you know you skate together, you sweat together, you know you bleed, you scrape a little bit. It's like a yeah. it's a cool bond and experience that you share and. It's 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 like uh, one of the few honest things, you know, because there are all these other things that are, whatever, like the bar scene and these other. But um, yes, it's 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 a pure honest thing. So maybe you had that experience. I I know I did during that time. No, hundred percent. And it's just like skating's shown me so much. Like it's taught me so much. As dumb as that sounds, you can almost like relate it back to anything once you. Once you learn something new, like after learning skating, you can almost relate it to it. Like things don't really ever come overnight. You're not going to be like good at skating overnight. You're not going to film a video part overnight. Like, and then you can relate that to anything else. Like you're not going to get the dream job. You're not going to get all these things. Like you have to slowly work and build towards everything you need in life. And that's what skating I feel like has really shown me. It's like a slow roast. It's like, yeah, you may think you want something, but you don't need it at that time. It'll sh- it'll arrive, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. And especially like in, in dealing with it, with everything that you've been through, it's just like the patience of everything that uh, being applied to everything. And yeah, and that's really cool. I like that. Mm-hmm. There's a, talking about the injuries, it's like, I feel like nowadays, is different like because billy you were talking about your injuries back in the day when you get hit by a car and stuff like that that was over 10 years ago and shit like skating was at a different point different time then like my, my girlfriend's going through a serious injury now she won't be able to skate for months or you know however long it may take but like she wants to get she wants to start by like doing wizard skating and stuff again so there's like other ways now it's more common to see people get into like urban skating first because it's much lighter on your joints and stuff like that you don't have to grind you don't have to jump you don't have to ride a rep necessarily same thing like wizard skating you're like cruising swiveling on the ground it's like a fun way to get back into it and to also skate with the homies and you know do whatever whether they're skating uh a skate park or a drop rail somewhere you can still find like the parking lot to cruise around or something like that you know it's just putting your skates on your feet you said it before josiah like just having skates on your feet like feels really good it's like you don't realize how much you miss it until you actually like haven't done it for a while put them on it's like boom i'm back baby (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's definitely a really an insane feeling mm-hmm. i'm sure we could all relate oh, yeah um I, I started off this episode uh talking about like how i feel like you are one of like the most underrated guys like in skating just like to to where your level is um and and, and maybe i think part of the reason that i think we're starting to talk about in the episode maybe it's the injuries because there's there's been some gaps or something like that but just the skating uh is at such a high level i don't know if many people know that you've had a pro skate before mm. that's yeah. like a, that's like a, that's like a little hidden gem like how, how did you get involved with rems and and how did everything come to be there was it with kato or or through andy um it was through kato over time i remember um i met kato when I was like 16, it was like one of the barn burners. It was like, uh, I think Frankie and Halfie were there. And I was just like, 
it was before the contest. It was like two days before the contest, and they showed up early. And uh, I know I noticed Kato like walked on to the skate park, and I was like, oh, I have rims. Like I, I would just want new skates. I couldn't I couldn't get skates at the time, so I was like, man, it would be so sick if I could just get him to give me a pair of skates. And then so I was like skating the rail, just like trying to get him to notice me, which it didn't work. <laughs> and then uh after the contest was over like three days later though uh frankie walked up to me he was skating like the newer os's and was like yo here's my skates yours your skates look so shitty and then yeah that was like so pumped i made like a fake rems edit flow file that was i wasn't actually on the team but i just made it to make it and then damn that's sick though <laughs> frankie gave you the skates yeah that's, that's yeah Come on, we just can't yeah, push over that. Pumped. That was dope. Yeah, yeah, dude, that's huge, man. Yeah, Frankie's so also cool. like, I don't, I don't remember like not. I Frankie's a great guy, but I, I don't remember Frankie like blessing many people with skates. So I think that's like one of the rare, very rare yeah, moments. I skated him for so long, and then in those skates, I skated this contest. It was like some Seattle street contest, and then I ended up winning, and then uh kato got a hold of me after that and was like i want to send you some some rems i noticed that you're skating them and then after that it just kind of like slowly i just started making edits as much as i could because i yeah i was just so excited you're part of a really like a really rare tier of skaters to get a pro skate from rems because it's like chris affey frankie morales and nils are those I only think other Nick people? Wood got a Nick Wood got a skate. It's black okay. and a gray. That's still super gray. rare compared to every other skate brand who had like a, a pro a signature skate from somebody. Like Rems is like super rare, so that's like got to be up there with one of like your probably favorite accomplishments or something like that. How did uh yeah. like they approach you for the pro skate? Um, it was kind of random. It was like he just hit me up on Instagram. I was like, I've been working on a skate. And I kind of want it to be yours, or it could be yours. Um, I remember him saying, like, yeah, it'll help the brand out, kind of, and help you out. And it was cool. So I was just like, hell yeah. Like, And I thought I was going to be able to, like, uh, pick the colors or whatnot. But he was like, I already have them picked out. And he was like, <laughs> I pretty much just wrote uh, on a piece of paper my signature and then took a picture of it. And then that was, like kind of what I did for those skates, which it was, it, it was so sick. I'm not, I'm like kind of saying, it kind of sounds like I'm like uh, talking down on it, but no, it was like the craziest opportunity. I was like, yeah, looking back on it, it was, it was insane. Yeah. That is wild. Do, do you still have a fresh pair? Yeah. Or do you still have a pair? Yes. Yeah. 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 One pair. I, I leave them with my mom. Yeah. She keeps them for me. Did, did that like I know it's exciting to get a new skate, but like when it was all picked out and everything for you, we were like kind of bummed on that, or we just like he showed it to you, like okay, it's cool, rock with it, it's it's good. Oh, I had like input at first, like if I could have chose uh colors, I would have been slightly more excited, but like nonetheless, at the time, I was, I was so happy. I didn't, I it could have been bright pink. <laughs> What would you have, what would you have done instead if you had the choice? Like, did you have anything in mind? Do you remember like thinking of other things in your head? Yeah, I wanted like pretty much like uh, a similar version of the very first rims, like the colorway of just like tan with like the 
the red or blue trim around the skate. Yeah. Just to like kind of mimic that look. Even though you couldn't because it was like half hard boot, half soft, but it would have still been cool if it was like tan or or a creamy color. I like white skates. Mm. Yeah. Did, did... Rems was a, a heck of a company, man. I really yeah, I really liked those skates. I was like the one that I was like, man, I wish I could skate these because I remember skating the originals and just loving them. And then like years later when they when they got a cuff, just skating them, they're, they're some of the best skates. They were some of the best grinding skates and just they were really light. Yeah, and, they were uh, light. Good skates. Did, did they you... got floppy after a bit, but like the first that's two true. months, they felt, they felt really good. Two months, that's it? Yeah. Or like... <laughs> It all depends. It all depends. Yeah, I guess it depends how you skate, what style you like, you know, how flexy you like it in the first place or whatever. Yeah, but, and like how often you skate. And... Yeah. Um, didn't you say that you thought that your skate was someone else's skate and they kind of, that's why it was like all pre-made and kind of set up already? Yeah, I thought it was like Mason Richards skate, but I was watching uh, the wheel scene thing and it might have been uh, Jacob Jewell's skate. Cause he sounded like he was coming up or I, I, yeah, I can't remember exactly what he said, but he said he was describing or making a skate with Kato that was like half hard boot, half soft boot. And I didn't come up with that theory or that skate. So I'm sure it got put in Kato's head probably from him. Hmm. Maybe I guess. Sorry. No, no I was going to say that that's happened in other skate uh, companies before, like, Shima had the USD throne. They turned it into the bomb throne when he left for razors. I guess they were in production already. Um, I'm sure it's happened. I can't think off the top of my head right now, but I'm sure it's happened a number of times before. Um, not saying that that's exactly what happened, but like, I guess anything could happen, you know? Yeah. It was years after is the only thing that, that doesn't fully add up. That's why I thought it was Mason skate because just be, I know it's not, or like from the video that I watched, it might not be, but yeah, he quit, and then that skate just kind of happened, and I remember Kato hitting me up. Hmm. Were you with Rems to till the end, like till the till the doors closed? No, I don't know. It was like a weird fizzling out. I remember asking for skates for a, a few times, and it was like really hard to get them. And then I got kind of a little bit jaded when I just never received royalties. So like two years after my skate came out, I was just like, I want to have fun. Like I kept feeling pressure of like I was pro or I had to keep progressing if I was pro. And I already felt like I was like, like trying too hard or hucking my body. So then, yeah, I just wanted to like not be sponsored. Like it would be cool to be sponsored and like get free skates. But like the pressure of like, I need clips now and and um, I'll maybe send you some skates every, like once a year. It's it's kind of rough. I'm sure it's different yeah. now, but like back then, that's how it was. It's like you make three sections or uh, two sections a year, and it's like you get one pair of skates. Yeah, it's, it's kind of um, rough. It's it's rough when the companies are like asking more than they're offering, um, mm -hmm. and it's uh, yeah, it, it was. That I think I remember that time specifically, and that time was like really tough for Rems as well. So, and they were trying to just uh, figure it out. Um, yeah, I didn't take it like crazy personal, and I would. Yeah, it would be so hard to own a company. Mm -hmm. I couldn't even imagine. 
So you left on like good yeah. terms with Kato and everything. What's up? You left on good terms with like Kato and everything, like uh, with everybody involved. It wasn't like horrible terms. After a while, I I I just was honest with him. I was like, it's kind of messed up, you know. And we had like a really long talk, and I was like, like I'm just gonna skate other skates, and he was like, okay. It wasn't like crazy, like no yelling or like saying bad things, but it was just like, I told him how I felt and it was like, I thought it was kind of messed up, but yeah, it's okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not like going to let it ruin my fun. Cause I want to, I just want to skate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, 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 I could see that being tough, especially like, you know, you're skating from five, six years old, like all your life, you're in the early days, like in the early teens in the videos. And then, you know, I'm sure like a huge part of that is like the motivation to become pro, right? You're around all these guys that are like the Vinnie Minton types and, and these people yeah. who have gone that route and you're like, okay, cool. Time to become pro. You like, you get your pro skate and like, and like so many, uh, especially in that era <clears throat> when they get there, it's, it's not what you think it is. And, uh, it, it, it could be, it sounds like, you know, disappointing sometimes, but it's, it's cool to see that you still like found the motivation to like love skating and like didn't let that hinder like your relationship with like skating itself. Yeah, I think I think like skating with Geoff Phillip and Carter at those times cuz that's when it was like when that that time period was happening and I think they kind of just talked me through like you're going to skate no matter what, like quit putting pressure on it and it's like just have fun. And that really like set in and I was like, yeah, I am just going to skate. And it's like, instead of feeling pressure to like huck my body like all the time or like at a deadline, like, it, I don't know. Cause when my skate edit dropped, it was like, there was like a deadline and it was hard. It was like really hard to film that edit and like, yeah, just all the tricks. It was hard. And then yeah after that it was like it was just really like refreshing to like listen to my friends and just be like this is the thing that i love i'm not gonna let anyone ruin it and i'm just gonna like skate on my own time yeah yeah i mean yeah like it's it's like i said like earlier in the podcast i feel like that's uh it's it's like a tough thing but that's when some you can let go of like the worries of having to like live up to something and you could find what you want to do in skating and find what's fun and find what works. Yeah. Um, it's cool though. It's really cool though to hear that like, you know, after like putting in so much work and being around for so, so long, you have that tangible item to like, like as a trophy at your mom's house safe, thank yeah. goodness, because that's where my uh, safe one is. I have one I have safe one at my house, my mom's house, keep it there because I've lost everything else. But um, yeah, it's it's cool to have that because it's like almost like uh nice like you know if it was gone it's almost like it never existed is how i think of it you know if i don't like i have this item yeah it's like it almost never existed because i probably won't be able to find another pair of them you could i'm sure somewhere down the line somewhere on blade tray like 10 years from now the Josiah Lee yeah. Rems are going to pop up on sale for like 500 bucks. And you'd be like, yo, can I get this for a hundred? Like, okay. <laughs> 550 cents. <laughs> yeah. You never know what shit's going to go for. That's what I'm saying. Like 10, 15 years from now, who knows what's going to happen. Yeah. No, but, true. Yeah. The, I remember people selling the, the very first original Rems, like nowadays or like you f- f- randomly find them and people will try and sell them for like $600. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. 
Yeah, I don't know what things actually sell for, but you know, it yeah, it, it's going for that. Yeah, yeah, I I think Shima sold something like like a, I forgot what it was. It was like some original skate or some original set of wheels like from back in the day that went for like a thousand bucks or something like that. That's no. crazy. Yeah, there are those people that like are want the that old vintage stuff and yeah. I, I think it's that really... the uh, the most valuable probably skate product there was was the original Roadhouse Senate Crayola wheels. Like I don't know what they sell for, but I remember like I remember back in the day, like even 10, 15 years ago, a buddy of mine said he got a pair fresh on eBay and he spent like 400, 500 bucks on it for a brand new set of anti-rockers. But like, that's pretty crazy that what did that sell for like 20 bucks back in the day in like 96 when it came out and to to, to pay like 400 bucks for it. Like that's, that's crazy. You would have never think that, but I feel like that is probably one of the more, the highest resale value, um, skate product ever. I don't know if there's anything else that's up there like that. Yeah, that is insane. But it, yeah, that's it, pretty high. It is, but it, I like that you also said that you were like going with your heart. It's like you wanted to, you know, try different skates or whatever it is. Because I personally enjoy that as well. Like I enjoy kind of not having a skate sponsor because I get to ride whatever I want. If I want to try this skate, I try that. If I want to try this, I, I try that. And uh, I yeah. noticed that's like in Chance of Rain Four, your latest section. You're riding like all types of skates, and I kind of like seeing that too because I was working on something with Butter TV, and I'm riding a bunch of different skates as well. So it's like yeah. kind of cool to see that flex a little bit, like you know, like I could do this in this skate and this mm-hmm. in that skate. Um, like, what's your experience been like messing around in different skates? Because it doesn't look like any of them are holding you back. You're just killing it in whatever you put on. At first, because I, I skated rims, I think for almost like fourteen years or something only something crazy or like 12 years i don't know my memory's kind of shitty but um yeah when i first switched i was actually really nervous i like would put on skates and just be like oh there's no way i can skate another skate but i just wouldn't like try them you know it was just me putting my foot in it and it not being uh just used to it and then yeah i remember i got colds and then was just like oh man these are the funnest things ever like i can torque so easy in them and then yeah just everything once i kind of tried those i tried thems and i tried rosies and i tried aeons i'm skating aeons now but i just like all skates are kind of the same it's just like you're the skater you just kind of have to like get used to the grooves a little bit or find your backslide and but other than that it's just like a skate hmm. i feel like there's a lot of people who will disagree with you on that one <laughs> but that's awesome that you're like, one of those people who can all just kill it in feel any skate different they all feel different but like after a month, if you get a groove, if you just skate them, like, I don't know how to explain it too well, but like, you'll, you're bound to get used to it. You yeah, know? you make it's it like, work for you. Yeah. Mm, I, I, and I was I like kind of that. forcing myself to skate all of those skates because I'd buy them and then I would, and then I'd be like, I have to skate these. <laughs> yeah. If you're committed at that point, like I spent 300 bucks on these 400 bucks, yeah. like I'm going and I was doing that too for like last year I bought a few pair of like $400 skates. I'm like, these got to work. <laughs> I got putting it yeah, in. Yeah, they have to work. It's yeah. Like, I'm gonna, yeah. No matter what. <laughs> I'll start going on blade trade. You exactly. know what I mean? Just to salvage yeah. what we can. That's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Um, damn, I was going to say something about different skates. I completely forgot what we were talking about well, there. Well, well, well I, have a, I have a few more questions. And yeah. in a bit, we're going to open it up for questions from our live viewers, if that's okay. Um, yeah. But if, I, we got a couple more for you, if that's cool. Yeah, and uh, 
Cool. And shout out to our uh, sponsor, Blank. And if you're watching live, please hit the like button. If you're not watching live, please hit the like button. Uh, share, subscribe, comment. It's very helpful for us. But um, so we're talking about your whole life skating. You've basically been born into skating. You've been doing it since you're five. You've gone through all this, the sponsors, the pro skate, the the injuries, um, the, the joy, finding the joy of blading, being a part of your life and learning uh, film and all this stuff culturally. Where do you see blading going in the future? Because like we're talking about, there has been that shift and I'm interested to see, to know, to know uh, what your thoughts are on that. Hmm. It's, it's hard to really know. It's all just like guesses, but I feel like the world kind of does three sixties with everything. Like everything goes around and comes around. So maybe in like the nineties when rollerblading got popular, um, it just wasn't our time to get seen, even though, or like not to say that in a mean way, but like, uh, yeah, I feel like there might be another time. Like people will notice it. It might not be as big or like, uh, I don't know. It might, yeah, it may not be like such a big wave because like everyone rollerbladed or had rollerblades in the '90s. But it might come around and like be cooler and like people will actually know how to like do it a bit better since it's like crafted people just been sharpening their swords for years now and instead of like looking like you barely know how to stand it's like it looks presentable so that might be i don't know more attractive to other people's eyes so yeah i think it could maybe get bigger but at the same time if it doesn't i know like the core people who love it will just always push it and have fun totally yeah that's always going to be there and uh like there's people like you like just making companies you know <laughs> like that's what's gonna make it big people who actually care about the sport putting their time back into it and finding and choosing the people that they really see like have a gift you know i couldn't even imagine like picking a team who you think <laughs> is is like has the it factor like you you have, yeah you're crushing it. Oh, thanks, man. Honestly, I appreciate that. And uh, I think all of us just come from a place where it's like genuine love and concern for blading. And just like, uh, I've said it a few times on this episode, I'm just like, I'm not in this episode, but on jump street that, uh, I just really appreciate the fact that like being a fan these days and that's so much cool stuff. Like when chance of rain four comes out, we're like, Oh sweet. Mm -hmm. Oh, what hundred, uh, an hour and 10 minute video. Nice. Just get to sit back and watch something new or like, Tom Moist comes out with something uh, and he's just making me laugh or like biz yeah. every week and just all that stuff. It's so nice to like come back from like whatever work or get something to eat and sit down. And instead of like being like, I'm watching a movie, uh, like whatever on Netflix, I'm watching something new in skating and there's always something there. So it's a I, I, huge shout out to everyone that's creating like from the skaters to the filmers to like the content creators. Cause it's, it's, it's really cool to, for me to be a fan right now. And just, it's something I always, wanted because like when, when i was young younger i was like oh is it gonna just die completely and go into obscurity but now it's just in this place where it's just like really whether it's big or not on the main stage like it's something fulfilling for us that's there culturally that's yeah. just really cool no 100 percent agree you, you could also like mindlessly scroll through instagram or like TikTok and just watch clip after clip after clip and just find different people that you would have never have known existed you know think about how you discover somebody back in the day it was like a skate video or it was like what the media controlled like it was either through a skate video 
or a magazine. Yeah, it's all self-promotion, pretty much. Yeah, and that's like, it's so easy to do, and you're just motivated by just how much you're willing to push yourself. But it's like you could continuously, like you go on YouTube and watch all these videos. You could just sit at work or whatever and like scroll through Instagram and find all these people motivation from other styles of skating and whatever it is just like oh this is cool this person this country's doing that like oh that's sick i'm saving that i'm gonna try this later like it's it's really cool yeah. and it's easy to keep motivated that way i think no definitely i really think it is too like in a sense it's it's weird uh being able to just like I love Instagram and then I hate it at the same time because there's like a part of me that's like when that young me where it's like you get this skate video and you study it for six months until the next video you get or can buy. And like uh, Instagram's so sick because it's like, oh my God, I'm, I get to witness all this stuff right away. But then you don't get to study as much because there's just so much of it that it's like almost in and out one ear even if it could be like the greatest thing ever it's just like come and gone Mm -hmm. yeah i think i think that's the hard thing now for people who are like making videos to like be motivated to make like full movie pieces even though i think it's so important like i love that like you know i'm from that generation where i'm used like used to that and that's what's kind of expected and now it's like a different models or a few different models have been presented but um, I still, I'm still such a sucker for like the, the video, especially like a crew feel of video. Like those things are just like, I just love sitting down and watching it because you know, you can watch stuff on YouTube and Instagram and it's great, but I don't want to have to do that. I don't want to have to like, after the five minute video, like look up the next one. Sometimes look I just want to sit and just watch the whole, have the whole experience, you know? So yeah, yeah. huge shout out to C- Carter for, for that too, because yeah. like, shout out Carter. Need that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like we need all of it though. We need like, the long Definitely. videos because some some people want to watch those and then some people will be like oh hell no i'm never gonna sit yeah. through an hour long skate video so then we yeah. also need instagram it's easier to like uh say they don't want to watch that whole skate video and there's just slight highlights uh you could just throw those right on instagram or like maybe one clip that might interest a, a person to go maybe watch that uh long video that they didn't want to in the first place so yeah. I think all the platforms can help in ways and like, it's just spreading the word. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Those, uh, um, th- those long videos though, I'm, I just wanted to add to that. Those long videos, like you get the crew together, you order like some pizza, maybe uh, get some beers together yeah. and you watch that shit yeah. and that shit is fire. And yeah. I, <laughs> I, I don't know if it like, um, is a generational thing, like, cause we grew up on that shit, but I mean, it's nice and relaxed to be able to watch like a full hour of solid skating. You know, filming is great. Filming is amazing. And all the skaters, you're waiting for like this person's section to come up. It comes up. You're like, yes, I'm waiting for this yeah. one. Like that's like a, yeah. a whole different vibe, a whole different feeling from social media, like Instagram and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Carter had a good way of uh, explaining it. It's like uh, Instagram, you maybe like if you were to view it as like a music thing on Instagram, maybe you'll get like a minute of something and you would maybe consider that like a song and then like when you when you make a whole video you get like a whole album that's like flowing together in a way which is kind of cool or like a yes. cool perspective to look at it that's an awesome oh, way to I, look at it that's a really good way to look at that and you could definitely see that in a chance of rain four as well and 
I can relate to that totally. Like the, especially like those, you know, you got like, I think I like Nas, Illmatic, and just how all the songs intertwine into the in, next intertwine. Song. All, yeah, yeah, it all goes together. Um, yeah, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so we're gonna open it up for questions in just a second, but uh, before we do. Um, I have to ask because I know Chance of Rain 4 just came out and you guys have been working on these things and, and it's probably a little too early to ask this, but are there any plans uh, to work on things in the future? There is a summer before us, so it, it would be a good time and uh, just wondering if there's anything you could uh, share, if there's anything new to work on. Yeah, with uh, Ian Walker, like secretly, I don't know if he wants me fully talking about this. But over like the last six months, um, we're just kind of starting a new project with, with, I don't know if I can name people because I don't even know who's all going to be in it. Let it be a surprise, yeah. Yeah, I've been been filming really hard with him and I'm super excited for whenever that uh, gets finished or whenever we can film more because that is super exciting for me. And then for like the Chance of Rain stuff, I feel like we'll always keep filming. I talked to Carter the other day. Uh, we were like big wheel skating and he was like, yo, I don't know how everyone's feeling. And I just stopped him right there because I knew what he was going to say. And I was like, I'm ready to keep filming for five, man. <laughs> and he was like, he just gave me a big old smile. And I was like, yeah, yeah man, let's, let's do it. Because I know everyone else is, they're going to keep skating because it's just, we love it so much. So it's like, let's just keep running it. And even if it's not as long or yeah, let's just go, let's go for it. Definitely. Yeah. Like, uh, that's a, that's a cool thing about new projects. You can always, uh, reinvent it. You don't have to be like tied into any certain formula. Like you'd always do something. Exactly. New, so that's cool. Yeah. Chance of rain four was over an hour long, but like five could be 30 minutes long. 30 minutes long is still like a nice healthy video yeah. these days. That's no, that's yeah, huge. it is. That's long. Yeah. Yeah. And that could be like a VOD or whatever it is. It's just like, it's awesome to see the crew together. I mean, it looks like everyone's motivated enough to continue going on. You know, it doesn't have to take a few months either, a year, year and a half, two years, whatever it is. Yeah, definitely. No rush on these things these days. Yeah, I feel like everyone's still motivated. Everyone's still like, some people have filmed, like like JT has filmed a decent amount of stuff uh, that wasn't in the last video. He's like been filming for something new. So I feel like once someone in the crew is like, has 30 seconds of good footage everyone kind of gets excited and they're like oh let's let's jump on this bandwagon Hmm. oh yeah totally man it's it's super contagious like you see one of the homies get like a sick clip you're like let's go yeah Yeah. uh, like dominoes (laughs) that's good to do with like the group chat with all the guys like all all the people like just throw a clip like oh look at this person got today and like damn now everyone wants to go skate this weekend everyone's pumped Yeah. yeah so sick sick um, I think if it's okay with you, uh, we should get into some of these questions. We have some questions on our live chat and, uh, always remember everyone who's watching live, we give half of our super chats to our guest. So, um, yeah, we have a great guest. And if you feel motivated, we prioritize those questions. If not, we get to the regular questions in the chat. So do we have any Patreon questions, Austin? Yes, we do. Um, before we get to the live super chats, we always uh, go through our Patreon because we post that the day before to see if any of our, our patrons have any questions in case they can't watch live or whatever it is. Um, we have a Patreon question from Kevin Dugard who says, uh, who asks, "Tell us about the skate barn Thanks. and its role on shaping the Seattle scene. 
how did it shape you as a skater? Mm. Yeah, it was, it shaped me a hundred percent. It's just like, uh, they had a Wednesday night skate, uh, every Wednesday they would have like this, this school actually, uh, it was called SAS would bring this, uh, school bus filled with kids. Girls could skate free on Wednesdays and it was rollerblade night. So like, just doing that every Wednesday brought so many people together and just like making them realize that like, yeah, it was a good time. And it was just like, you get to skate with really high level, low level. And it's just like, everyone's excited. So yeah, it was fun. Wow. That's an interesting take on doing a, like an event like that. I never heard of that before. Oh, uh, like Wednesday night skates. Well, like, um, I don't know, bringing people together. You said like bus of people, whatever, like, yeah, it was really random. Like this school SAS, I don't know how I didn't go there, but they would just bring whoever wanted to go from that school to skate barn. And it was, it would only be like 20 kids, but that's a lot. Like, yeah, no, hundred percent. Like Carter was on that bus. That's how I met Carter. And I was like, holy fuck, this kid can roy out both ways. Like, oh my God, like so sick. Yeah. And then that's how I would make like a lot of people. They would just come to skate barn. You would just meet there was always someone there. Like no matter what, if you didn't, if you went there by yourself, you were gonna skate with a rollerblader. So it was really cool. Mm -hmm. That's awesome having that hub in your in your local area to do that. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna jump to the super chat questions. Um, first one we have is from Seventeen BKS, who says uh, Jake Dotson's fake uh, fakey three sixty start of the line in. Uh, chance of rain four best fakie three ever embrace debate <laughs> yes no i agree uh we set up that spot a week before and me and jt skated it and then we're like oh let's go back it's just like a fun abandoned uh like slab yard they had just uh ripped out a building and uh yeah the way carter does it and the way jake does he almost looks like he does a full cab alley macchio in the air and like as carter's wrapping around it yeah it looks yeah i agree with your comment it's the best fakie three ever <laughs> it's so weird but i love when people do spins like it's gonna sound so awkward explaining this but like when people do spins like they're doing tricks like you said fakie three like a macchio i remember back in the day uh, Eric Shrine used to do 360s on launch boxes like his feet were in a sole position and he would grab like the front foot and I would like yeah. I'd never seen anybody do it like that but it's kind of similar to how you said Jake's was too it's like uh, almost like you're doing it like a grind but you're not really yeah yeah exactly Frankie would do that stuff too he'd do like big 900s and like do a savannah and grab yeah. his back foot all crazy and or like abstract or whatever yeah yeah Super cool to see that unique style in people skating, you know? That's yeah, probably so exactly. natural for them, too. Yeah. Uh, this one's not a question, but it's a big super chat from Jonathan Ralston with a $49.99 super chat. So I just wanted to shout out Jonathan real quick. Thank you for supporting. Um, we got some other questions in the chat that we can take. Oh, one from Cody Clark. Shout out Cody Clark. Great guy. Me Ask Josiah. <laughs> Ask Josiah how he feels about Ezel's fried chicken. Mm. It's good. I've had it so much. It's like a local Seattle spot. It's starting to get around. Uh, it's just really good chicken strips. 
It really is. If you ever in Seattle, go there. And it's right next to a super famous spot. So Garfield High School. If you come here, get a skate, a glorious spot, eat some really good chicken, have a good day. <laughs> I never got to hang out in Seattle too much, but now I know where to go. <laughs> yeah. Um, Jonathan Rolston says, what's the favorite edit you filmed for and why? Good question. Mm -hmm. Huh. That's super hard. I feel like all of them have their moments in ways. I feel like if my like trying super hard and like looking back on it is like the farewell Rams edit. I was just skating really well and it wasn't even supposed to be a farewell Rams edit. It just like happened to become that. But like in that time period, I was going to New uh, Oregon a lot and hanging out with like Cody Clark and uh, Steven and, um, and Jeff. And yeah, it was just so much fun just going back and forth and they coming up here and skating with all like the whole crew. And yeah, probably just that time was super fun. And all, like I can say every section if I'm I like <laughs> I like them all or like not being like I like my own skating, but just like filming filming them all is just like is the most fun always. Sick. Good answer. Ashley Domingo says. What do you enjoy about the PNW and do you ever want to move out of WA, Washington? Washington. <laughs> uh, I, I just, I don't know. The rain can kind of fuck off, but um, other than that, it has everything. Like uh, really good food, good people. The summers are amazing. The spots are incredible. All my best friends are here. I went to Pittsburgh kind of for like a month with my friend Sam Askin and his girlfriend just to like try it out to maybe see if I would live there. And um, yeah, I didn't, it's not that I didn't like it. It was just like the money out there. I wasn't used to being paid that low. So I was like, oh, I'll just, I'm just gonna come back to Seattle. Cool. Yeah, I never um, ask anybody, like how is it dealing with the rain like that? Cause everyone knows the Northwest as like, like Portland, Seattle is like pretty, really rainy cities. And I hate it when it rains here. If it rains once a week, if that's the day I'm skating, I'm like, fuck. <laughs> I'm like, this shit sucks, you know? Like, how do you guys deal I'm, with it there? Do you have a lot of rain spots? Do you like just wait it out? Like you skate in the rain? What do you do? All of it. Like all, like, yeah, we <laughs> skate in the rain. I've come to kind of like the rainy seasons as I get older. It's like, I love skating, but if I skate too much, my body just really regrets it. So like it rains like eight months out of the year here. So you just get to like try and soak up the random sunny days that it does uh, let you get and skate or just like, yeah, exercise and keep busy. I kind of like the breaks. It keeps me like really motivated for like when it's sunny, it's like everyone's like, yo, let's go skate. <laughs> Yeah, no, totally. Like, uh, that's something that we obviously had in New York. Like the winter, when it, like right when it gets warm, it's like let's go. Yeah, and you kind of yeah. lose that in California because it's like so nice all the time. It's just every day. It's just like oh, we can do it tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, it's like when it's good, go. You gotta go. Yeah, you gotta go. All right, we'll t we'll take a couple more questions. These are actually a couple of fun questions, so uh, we'll take this. What's your character in Mario Kart? 
Deadshot. <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, He's probably playing Mario Kart right now. I would probably be. Uh, I like Luigi or the Toad, for sure. Yeah. Either those two, or like Princess. Yeah. Yeah. Those three. That's so <laughs> random. <laughs> who, who do you play, Billy? I like Luigi or Toad. I like those two. Damn, yeah, Toad yeah. is cool. He's aerodynamic, you know, really yeah, small. Yeah, he goes. Yeah, <laughs> Lu Luigi's like the like Mario's like number one. He gets all the attention, so you got to give Luigi some shine. You know, Mario he's too popular. You got to you got to rock Lu Luigi sometimes. So, <laughs> yeah, I never heard um, so many Luigi fans before. <laughs> I'm like tall and lanky. I'm tall and lanky too, so Luigi always <laughs> spoke to me more. <laughs> nice. Um. Okay, uh, well, Jordan Williams asks, is Josiah Jesus? I'm guessing he's talking <laughs> about your, your Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah. But, um, I, I, yeah. I like this Jesus, the other, not not to say it like that. Yeah, but... I was about to say, that this would be a good uh, last one to take. But uh, Jesus Heals You Now asks, uh, Josiah, what's the biggest hammer you have ever done? The trick that sticks out to you? It's a good question. And you have a few, so. Yeah. Biggest hammer. I don't do too many hammers anymore. Um, that three topsole, the three topsole is a hammer. You know, just yeah, 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 dude. Like anything that's, it doesn't have to be a huge gap. Just anything that's like you, you do a hammer on a ledge. Like anything that's just. I think that's like the new no, iteration. I, of, I think I feel like it's know? my head goes into the past where it's like a big. I know what you gap. mean. Yeah. Yeah. Or so if. Nah. Can I answer like double, two times? Does that make sense? Answer like, three from, times you want. Like big, uh, I did a, a heart attack kink row. I think it was like 12 or like 15, flat 15. It was in Tacoma. I 450 front railed it. And that at the time and now is just like, you could just get fully smoked. Like there was no point of ever trying it or doing it. And it was just like, I got really lucky with that one for like scary, unsafe tricks hammer wise. And then, like, technical hammer, yeah, what you guys just said, like, probably three topsail, three topsail, if you would count that as a hammer. That was, like, the most fulfilling trick I've ever landed because I dreamed of that trick on that rail for, like, 15-plus years. So it was, like, a young kid being, like, what could I do on a video game or, like, what what would my favorite pro do or, like, what – I don't know. You know, like, those dumb moments. Yeah, where, mm -hmm. dream trick, yeah that's what you want to do or hope to do one day. And then, yeah, when it, when it, when I landed it, I was, it was just surreal. It really was. Cause it was right after it was like a year after surgery. So it was like, it was very surreal. I, I gotta say the thing about that trick that impressed me the most, um, other than the obvious, is I feel like a trick like that is like better suited for like a kink rail or yeah. a bar that's like, like that has something to give you that extra the, boost for the next spin, the but it's like, yeah. it just kept going. So like that made it even harder for me. Cause it's like all momentum thing on it, on the momentum of the rail that doesn't change. So it's like, yeah, that was really impressive. I thought that was, that's a good one. Yeah. Thank you. I, I think this, this nowadays it's like uh ways to tell what tricks stand out, even though it might not be for you, like your favorite, like all these um, Instagram accounts that share just whatever clips it is like, whatever clips are in videos and stuff like that but that three topsail three topsail always gets shared and uh you're like fakey five acid on the down reel or fakey 450 backslide acid always gets shared also i think that 
might have yeah. been in NBD also, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Maybe, maybe not. Yeah, yeah, I was excited. I don't know if it's, I don't know. Maybe someone's done it. It's always like, I always feel weird saying NBD because I'm like, sure, I'm sure someone in the world's maybe done it. It's how I always think, at least. Yeah. yeah, it's hard to judge now that there's so many people doing shit all over the world. It's just like, no, not, exactly. it's not just the pros that are able to do shit like that. Now, a random person could just be killing it somewhere else. Yeah, yeah I was excited off that one, too. That was crazy. Or like, it was a big buildup, too, of like many nights of not sleeping, thinking of that trick. Mm, and you That's sick. accomplish it. That's an awesome feeling. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's really cool. We got a few super chests that just came in late. I just want to shout out Esri Domingo again with the, she threw up a $50 super chat for Ranch, Ranch PDX. PDX. Fun. <laughs> best pizza, best pizza, or like over here, it's the best pizza. I haven't had New York pizza. Oh, Pittsburgh actually had really good pizza too, but yeah, Ranch PDX for us is the best. Oh, that's a lot of pizza right there. <laughs> um, yeah. We have another super chat from Aaron Schultz who says, you ever get down with skiing or snowboarding? Mount Baker is like the skate barn of free riding. Mm. Um, that's just, it was so much money growing up. I just like, I always wanted to do it, but then it was just like, skating was cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It was just expensive. Like, I would have loved to do it. I definitely snowboarded a few times. Me and Jake went out when we were, uh, like 14 or so a few times and i felt like we picked it up fairly quick jake picked it up crazy he could like 720 both ways and grind all the stuff and Whoa. but like yeah it was very short-lived and we just kept rollerblading because it was it was just easier to like or not easier but like it was easier and it was like we just hop in a car go drive to any skate spot mm. mountain or like snowboarding i feel like you have to drive a few hours and pay pay a lot yeah yeah I, I can relate to that like the i think like the, the the rollerblading skateboarding bmx scooter thing is like more for like the you get one of those and you can go out to the streets and figure it out yourself you don't need to buy a ski pass like every it's like you, it's a bit more yeah. expensive and you need to come from a different way of life to uh to, to go further in the snowboarding and, and skiing way mm -hmm. yeah um, definitely sounds fun though yeah i want to snowboard i've been thinking about it a lot actually lately but I'm just worried about my knee. I like want to waste all the the knee on skating. <laughs> you don't yeah. want to waste it. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Like I was like, there was a bit I was like starting to mess around on a skateboard because my bandmate and roommate was a skateboarder like years ago. And then like I just like messing around on a mini. I caught a little injury and I'm like, nah, I'm never going to do that again because I don't yeah. want to take anything to take me away from, from this. So um <laughs> It's cool, yeah. but I don't want to do it. Yeah. Um, well, cool. Uh, I think that's everything. Uh, before we let you go, well, I just want to say thank you to everyone who's joining us right now, um, watching us live. If you're watching live, please hit the like button. Shout out to our sponsor, Blank. And we are going to be doing something in the Patreon with Josiah. We're going to be watching some of his older sections. We're going to be watching this high fee section. And Austin has a few more queued up. So we're mm -hmm. gonna watch that. If you're a patron, you can be a patron for as little as $3 a month. So feel free to come. You get a free drawing every month and you could win a shirt, mug, hat, bah, 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 bah. But before I let you go, um, Josiah, do you have any shout outs or last words or uh, mm -hmm. things you want to impart before you leave? 
Shout out whole chance rain crew. There's a million of you. I, I would list all your names. I kind of want to, but it's just a lot. Shout out the crews, the boat crews. You guys know who you are. Fucking Walker. Yeah. Every, everybody, everyone already knows that like who I want to show shout out. Yeah. They don't need to hear me, but yeah, thank you. Sick. Damn. Josiah, it's been, hell yeah. It's been awesome having you on. Um, like Billy said, we're going to do something with you after, so stay on the line. Everyone else, thanks for watching. Stay tuned for the Sean Keane Pro Model Blank Skate coming out in stores everywhere next month in July. And yeah, we'll see everybody on the next one. Peace. Sick. Peace.